Welcome to the Software People Stories. I'm Shiv. I'm Chitra. And I'm Gayatri. We bring you interesting untold stories of people associated with the creation or consumption of software-based solutions. You'll hear stories of what worked and sometimes what didn't. You'll also hear very personal experiences and insights that would trigger your thoughts and inspire you to do even greater things. The last year or more has been a tough one for all of us and the second wave of COVID-19 has been much worse. To help those affected by the pandemic in India, the podcasting community has come together under the hashtag #podforchange banner to raise funds through an exclusive NGO partner, Give India. Please join PM Power Consulting and the Software People Stories and #podforchange as we look to make a positive impact in the lives of those affected by COVID-19. Please visit the link in the description. someone really needs the help being a brand ambassador for the organization working across different cultures and how her upbringing shaped her perspective and helped her in the hr role being the backbone of background processes that enable employees partnering with the business and other aspects of her role and experiences listen on hi amrita welcome to the software people stories hi gayatri thank you so much for being here you are one of the few people uh, from the uh hr area who have uh, appeared in our uh, software people stories and we are happy to have you here thank you so much gayatri for having me yeah i look forward to this conversation as we go through the course of this would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners uh, amrita so yeah i come with about uh, you know i'm an hr professional and from a career choice perspective i come with about uh, 22 years of hr experience out of which 14 years has been in the it and ites space so in some sense therefore i come from the tech industry but besides that i have worked across multiple other industries as well i worked in retail i worked in manufacturing uh, i have also worked in uh, hr consulting so it's been a mixed bag of experience i did start my career in hospitality in hotels and you know it's been a long journey since then to you know kind of be working you know in the tech space fantastic kavrita i know many of the hr professionals who have joined with experience have come from the uh, some other industries not necessarily home grown uh, so to speak you know, from a, uh, a technology perspective right uh, tell us uh, your early times of being in the hospitality or manufacturing how has that being in hr compared to in technology so it's it's they're, they're completely different worlds to begin with right it's like you can be on two different planets uh, i started with uh, hotels i used to be a management trainee with the itc group uh, many many years back and you know hotels is a very very different industry from 25 years back to what we see now and that was really about being hands on getting into the nitty gritties getting into the details and it was extremely people intensive right i mean your days were just about meeting people talking to people and it was i don't even think i had a machine i think we all had shared a computers that we used to access from there i actually moved on to uh, banking uh, and customer service and you know these were really not my uh, these are my pre hr days uh, and it was then that i actually developed a whole inclination towards people and uh, is when i was actually looking to do my masters and the most natural choice for me was to graduate towards a discipline that got me to work with people and that obviously to me was hr so that's how i bumbled my way if i can say into the entire hr space 
and uh, you know did my masters you know finished that up and uh, started off in hr and interestingly even then it was uh, back in 99 is when i finished college and i started with uh, executive search it was just up and coming those days and then as i was head hunting somebody for an opportunity they basically turned around and said you know i'm not looking for a job but i'm looking for someone for my team so why did you come over and it was an interesting conversation and a discussion and i ended up uh, you know moving into uh, what was a fairly sunrise industry back then in the, in 2000 which was the dot com industry so i was part of and that was actually my first foray into technology for a dot com and i was part of the startup team and it was very very interesting because i was actually helping and when i'm saying startup i mean i was actually helping even find spaces to work out of so it was that basic and you know uh, probably employee number 4 or 5 or whatever it is uh, you know for for that startup division of a much larger conglomerate i was i moved to bangalore and you know bangalore like you know is really you know the it capital so to speak of the country so i kind of got to hear so much more buzz around the whole tech space then from dot com i also graduated towards doing uh, the brick and mortar it was a retail dot uh, com so i kind of moved on to you know managing the brick and mortar stores and i was in a core retail uh, industry where i used to work on the sh- work in the stores right so retail stores i helped set up stores so it's extremely hands on again i remember working out of the warehouse because that's where hr was there was nothing fancy no fancy books wow. yeah it was it was really really interesting times uh, back then huge amount of learning and the learning really came from just meeting people and being in operations that slowly led to me moving into hr consulting i continued to stay in the retail consulting space i uh, you know did a bit of consulting in the manufacturing industry worked with some big manufacturing houses it was as part of that journey you know gayatri that i uh, you know we we had some of our clients again in the tech space so that was my second inning so to speak a second uh, you know interaction with technology again just so happened that you know i was looking for a change the client said you know you work with us you know why don't you come over and obviously all of this is you know with the necessary sign offs to say hey can i move to to a client organization and uh, so i yeah, so i moved there and uh, that's where i think my tech journey started back in uh, end of 2003 so that's okay. going to be close to 18 years you know in the tech industry space and that's when i first time i even heard of things like c++ and java and .net and you know ccna and i would be like really what's all of this you know i i i had come from a completely different experience and uh, yeah it was it was exceptionally good uh, it was uh, you know completely a new learning for me just trying to understand you know what it meant what did what do those alphabets actually mean right because for me it was really alphabets right i mean what did that what, what happened behind that you know just trying to understand the science behind it from there i moved to one of uh, india's uh, largest it services firms and i spent the next 14 years uh, of my career in that space so oh, that's what wow. i did before i moved to technology sounds like you know uh, you had a you know though you said hr it sounds like a mix of data warehousing operations a level of uh, leadership um, you know setting up uh, things before you got into the foray of technology tell me about it when you joined uh, the whole tech industry right you said you were sharing a computer 
and no, nobody nobody used to use a computer in early early days it used to be you know you had a book you had all of that in place and then you know yeah. in end of the day somebody added that data entry job it used to be called how did that change when you when you think about purely as a using technology yeah you know i think for me in the initial years of my career and i you know even if i don't know if it qualifies as technology i think it was really only email like you rightly said everything else was in note okay. right? including marking your attendance you know there were this age old system of uh, you know registers and one had to sign in i'm not giving away my age of course neither am I, <laughs> neither am i saying you know that i worked with the organizations which weren't that uh, you know ready from a systems perspective but i think that's really what was you know the reality then with a smaller workforce you just manage like that and Uh, you know i remember the entire hr department had one computer so there was some five of us and we actually would take turns because we knew we would get emails on it uh, and it wasn't like what i was what i kind of gotten used to later right so we all had our slots and you know and since sometimes you would get a phone, no mobile phones also back then right so you were dependent on a landline and then somebody would call and say hey i have sent you an email and you're like okay wait let me go and log in and check and then you know you go through that process of you know asking for the computer logging in and and you had to dial because there was no you know uh, the internet connections also were different right so we had to dial up and then you know by the time you get through and then you know you go it used to be such a huge process i don't know if it was even efficient what it did do of course was save time because it was an email it came much faster but just the whole process uh, you know from then to now sometimes it just seems like you know did i actually get through you know that phase of you know starting work in that setup and uh, moving to what i you know jokingly sometimes refer to as a email hr manager because you suddenly find yourself spending a lot of your productive hours actually on mail the amount of work that gets done now is so you know based on the communication that we use versus earlier in fact amount of uh, work that gets done over emails when i say emails you know you send us attachment you ask ask for data you ask for uh, you know from information decisions everything that mm-hmm. happens over email so are you also seeing some of the systems change over a period of time yeah. when you look i think uh, there's obviously a whole lot more efficiency right there's it's more effective uh, somewhere i also think that therefore uh, there's also a lot more layers of complexity sometimes i think like you know when i look back sometimes saying so you know when i joined as a management trainee what did i go through of course it was a different industry uh, versus what i see some of the youngsters who joined the workforce now go through uh, we were so much about meeting people right we were so much about face to face conversations and you know and, and i know i'm sounding terribly old school right now gayatri no 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 <laughs> that's what we need today actually <laughs> right i mean i i know of people who have gone through my, and i'm not talking about covid obviously now all of us are at home right but i'm saying pre pandemic also uh, while i think the the good thing is uh, technology has given us the flexibility to work from anywhere to work you know with global teams to collaborate a lot more obviously the benefits completely outweigh anything else but just sometimes the constructs in terms of how we work uh, you know they're just so different right i mean it is okay that's i mean i know people 
who haven't even met another person for a year, but you've been conversing on email and getting work done through that, you know, for the last year. And have you been productive? Of course. Have you met what you needed to do for sure? Sometimes, you know, I just asked them, I said, hey, did you just get up and go and, you know, meet them? They're like two buildings away. And they're like, really? I mean, you know, the work's happening on the system, you know, it's happening through, you know, email. So why do I need to? And it's, it's a very different mindset. For me, uh, even today, if I'm talk, starting to talk to someone, I always try and see, especially if we're in the same campus, you know, we're in the same city, same campus, same facility. I definitely reach out and say, hey, do you want to meet for a cup of coffee? And, you know, someone who's there much younger is wondering why, what did I do? <laughs> you know, why do I want to meet HR? Can't I just interact with HR on email? Because if you need to meet HR, that's not a good sign. <laughs> what were what, what the various roles that you had taken up within uh, HR? I know from a standard technologist, right? Normally, you have ladder, so to speak, or horizontal or vertical ladders, if you speak, right? Even though uh, HR is supporting and it's always there, for a novice, they won't, they don't really know what all functions within HR is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only ones that you really know is payroll and you know, uh, recruitment. <laughs> 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 but it's a lot more nuanced as that, right? So what were your various roles that you had taken up and uh, what were the challenges like? Yeah, no, absolutely spoken like someone who's so truly not from HR, right? I keep getting asked by some of my friends, what do you guys do in HR? Do you even work? So I said, no, we don't. Yeah, We just listen to music and we just chill, right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think there's just, you know, and I think it's a great question, Gayatri. So let me try and, you know, break this down. From a function perspective, right? And again, it depends really on the organization. There are some organizations where they've created... Uh, niche areas and segments within the entire HR function, right? There are some organizations which run it end-to-end. Theoretically, if I had to just kind of step back and give you that quick pitch on theoretically, HR encompasses everything, right? I mean, traditionally, it's from hiring all the way up to retirement, right? So from hire to retire, anything and everything that an employee experiences with an organization, you can be rest assured that there is somebody from the HR function who's aware of it, who has helped curate that experience, you know, and I'd like to think the good experiences, not the bad ones. Yeah. And uh, who's actually been there and, you know, there are either systems, processes, policies, framework, careers. I mean, everything HR is involved at some point. Yeah. It's not just the recruitment and it's not just payroll, though, of course, as an employee, I think these are the two really important ones that they directly see or that directly impact them. So I don't, uh, you know, I mean, I, I can understand why sometimes employees think that HR is recruitment or HR is I go to only when I don't get paid, right? I, I get that part of, it. you know, now having given you that whole overview of, you know, what HR could be in terms of, uh, you know, the, just the larger parts. Personally, for me, I've also worked the entire segment right right from hiring all the way up till you know uh, helping someone as they've retired out after a long career with us and uh, there are different aspects of it and if i had to break that down again i think uh, you know largely there would be the entire recruitment touch points and some of these are more front-ending where you actually you know have a customer face you represent the organization you're really the first person that a prospective employee actually interacts with across levels, whether it's on a management campus hiring or whether it's engineering or whether it's, you know, even lateral hiring. So therefore, uh, you know, recruitment, I think, becomes extremely important in terms of just being the face of the organization. And it's just so important in terms of, you know, how we are brand ambassadors, so to speak, 
uh, you know, for organizations in terms of our values, culture, what you see. And it's and I think what we do in recruitment really is uh, the HR piece is not talking about the job because for that you've got the ops guys, right? You've got the techies to help us with that part of it. We are doing all the warm, woolly, fuzzy, you know, the fluffy stuff that you talk about in terms of what you get, what you, you know, what are your career aspirations that could possibly be met, career store, I mean, growth, what's the kind of framework. So I think it's it's about that whole piece that you know you get to talk to a potential uh, employee about so done that the other big piece that you know uh, one gets to do as you come in and if you had to actually you know do a mind map or just visualize you know a career journey you you come from the corporate so you know right you come in you've got onboarding so you've got teams over there and then it's really about getting to your job so, you know, that whole induction process, uh, helping someone settle in that, I think, largely lies, of course, with the, you know, hiring manager and the team that they join. But I think HR really helps with just doing those initial touch points, right? I mean, uh, you know, we've kind of gotten into saying, can I meet somebody at a 60 day, 90 day, just, you know, a quick check in to say, how are things going? Of course, in technology, especially with some of the larger firms, when you're hiring in the thousands, it gets difficult. So one has to be, you know, one has to really, really plan for it. And, you know, you have to have teams that actually make the time to say once a month, I will meet all new joiners, right? Or once in six weeks, I will meet all new joiners. I can't do it one-on-one, but at least even if I meet as a group, it's a good touch point, right? At least they know who it is. There's a face to HR. We move from being an email inbox to actually being, you know, a human behind it and not some bot that's managing, you know, those responses to mails. And, uh, but largely, I think HR and, you know, in the IT organizations is really about business partnering, right? It's about how do you enable uh, business? How do you empower employees? How do you build careers? And again, over there, you know, it's important to understand the business. And like I said, that's where I think my whole journey with, you know, technology began because I started understanding terms. While, of course, I can't code, I don't understand code, but, you know, I had to still sit down and at least make the effort to understand what do they mean by it. When someone said that I was doing a, a project manager's job, what did project management mean? What does it mean, yeah. How do I then, therefore, how can I, you know, understand what is it that is required from a skills perspective? perspective from a competency perspective to do that job and uh, you know once you get an understanding of that then it talk then you know it helps me as an HR person you know establish that foundation of saying okay so what next for this individual here are their skills here are their strengths how do we actually use it how do you help them build careers and then of course you meet some of you know the folks who say you know what I don't want to do project management I don't want to do people management just leave me I'm very happy coding you know, I just want to build, I just want to, you know, create, I don't want to, you know, do this whole people management, you know, and all of the noise and, you know, the headache that comes with that, or the challenge that comes with that. Those become your tech specialists, right? And then whether they're getting into a team that's like an architect, or whether, you know, they continue to work on, you know, some specialized skills, and what kind of career paths do you drop for them? So I think a lot of the HR that you don't see, or that employees don't see is because they're working in the background actually towards creating these career frameworks, right? And of course, like I said, we work very closely with the operations team, but at least being able to understand what are the different career paths? Is there a technical stream? Is there a project management stream? Is there a sales stream? Someone wants to aspire to move into sales. How does that happen? 
the whole growth from project manager to account to you know delivery heads and so on and so forth and you know that whole journey for them so that's again a very big part of what hr does makes sense actually amrita if you if i think about it right when i started my career two uh, decades back that time uh, the only real career movement was that after you you spend a few uh, years you become get into people management uh, that's the only way uh, organization was even recognizing that you were uh, you were promoting right what you talked about tech specialist deepening your skill i think that itself was missing at that point in time um, simply because it was just number game and you have been part of the transformation to say okay there is value and not just from a value perspective but also people also are more satisfied in doing what they want mm-hmm. to do i think that's a big change right i think it's uh, you're right in terms of you know it's truly behind the scenes and organizations which have done well are the ones who have really Absolutely. scaled themselves in front of uh, you know taking more complex programs taking more uh, you know innovative work and so on and so forth right yeah. uh, see when you are uh, speaking about it one of the things that comes into my mind is that do you also have technologists who who have become hr professionals along with you uh, given the kind of a cool work that you're doing in terms of you know having people uh, coaching them empowering them and so on and so forth have you uh, got such people also whom That's you have interacted with absolutely and you know uh, it's great that you brought that point up because we do have so you know there's this growing trend uh, increasingly i think that i'm saying growing it's really been there for the last at least you know 10 years plus where uh, you would find a lot of folks joining the it industry you know straight after engineering as you know uh, you know uh, in terms of in the in the software field or you know in the technology space and after 2 years going to do their mba so some of them actually choose to do it in hr so when we hire from some of you know the leading campuses when i've been a part of that i have seen people who join us who have worked as engineers so they und- and i think they come in with this added advantage of understanding the integrities of the business right so for someone like me who moved into it i didn't come from an engineering background i just happened to after i think i joined technology i joined a technology industry 6 years into my career still fairly early it you know uh, but but not that i started off from there so it did there was a learning curve in terms of just understanding what did it mean what was project you know what what was uh, you know what is the project management team how what were modules what are the module lead i mean you know all of those terms but to have someone having worked in it understood it being a part of the team i think they come in with a lot more empathy as well as a lot more wisdom about you know so what are the options right they also come in wearing that whole hat of you know what's the kind of life that that, uh, that someone who's in the technology space wants you know what are they thinking what what do they want to do and i think wearing that hat while designing some of our programs or giving inputs for some of the people practices i see it as making a huge difference so we have had people who've come in and you know just chosen to work on the people aspect from a completely different angle or like you said i've also had business leaders uh, who've moved into uh, hr who who have been kind of and either they moved through the whole workforce management space or through recruitment or even into core hr because you know they just uh, some of them just know that they love the whole point about working with people and being able to shape career and uh, you know the organization i worked with was very very open to that whole fungibility of skills and talent so it was great 
I mean, so for example, uh, the company that I right now working with, right, and DBS, they have created this program where any new person who joins, they get to interact. May not be in a one-on-one -on -one basis, but they get to interact with the senior leadership. It's like a fireside hmm. chat where you you actually they you get to hear them make decisions how they have grown within the company. That's a way of inculcating culture. If you think about it, when I start when I joined, I said, okay, I mean. Wow, some somebody at a CXO level is spending one hour in uh, in talking to um, new hires. I mean, if you think about it, uh, I said that is one. And then then I later later realized it is HR function. What they have done is that they have actually made made sure that the time is blocked with those senior leaders, the executives. They have to spend time with the new new hires. That you when you are speaking about onboarding, right? Mm. Um, somebody who gets into that culture of uh, organization i think those vital parts we often do not see as technologists because we think you know you have programs you have a delivery you have all of that getting a person from culture mm. a to a culture mm. b and making that transition as smooth as possible that is what makes that loyalty makes that you know be able to take those uh, leaps and bounds for uh, your firm right i think very a cool way of talking about you know one-on-ones or being the partner in the whole journey. absolutely and you're right i think hr is behind the scenes on all of that so like, like i said right everything that an employee experiences i think the underlying fabric or the lining the lining is always something that hr has created right that whole net that you then therefore build off i think would be from there so, so you're absolutely right. You know, these programs are there and it doesn't make sense to for HR to sit and front end them because we you don't necessarily create those linkages because it's it's so much better to hear it from the leaders, right? To just listen to their stories, to figure it out. So I think in that sense, HR has always also been one big charter for us is to make things happen, right? And like I said, it's usually behind the scenes. It's how do you create that impact? We often seen more people on the playing level if you look at today right now it is ipl season i know <laughs> part of the playing level you want to be part of the signature of individuals um, we know that um, the number of support staff be it from a recruitment perspective or the leadership is a big uh, one that is going behind the scene how difficult is it for you as a person um, i know you've been in this industry for long but do you sometimes wonder that you know why am I not getting the limelight? Do you get such thoughts at all? Personally, no. I think uh, it's not that HR is not, uh, you know, getting mind share or doesn't get the visibility. As a function, of course, it does. People see us at on multiple occasions. You know, you do have messages that come in from the HR head, you know, or from HR leaders. Unfortunately, for if you talk to employees, they always associate the not so great news as, oh, you know, those guys in HR, they decided this. Or, oh, there's no hikes this year. Oh, it's those guys in HR, right? I didn't get progress. It's those guys in HR, right? <laughs> so, so you kind of become the... Uh, you know, by default, the punching bag for employees, uh, which actually is not true. It's not true at all, right? Those decisions are organization decisions. They're decisions that are made by business leaders in conjunction with HR, right? I think HR, therefore, that's why we're called an enabling function, right? Where you enable, uh, you know, just the business to run more, you know, you enable how do you meet, uh, you know, your business goes through people. So in that sense, 
you you are in the limelight sometimes for the wrong reasons you kind of get pushed in up front you know when you have to convey the not so great news but more often than not i also think it's all of the good things that you do and you know as as employees also grow in an organization as they get to interface more uh, they also get to see the value right and like you just said sometime back the whole fabric of culture while while frontended by leadership which is across the board i think it's built on the lining uh, you know of what hr kind of puts together and and multiple other other such things right whether it is on the whole diversity piece whether it's on uh, you know just like i said career frameworks what do you do next the benefits that organizations have the differentiation that we do from one organization to another uh, what we do for employees all of that is it always has an hr angle so yeah but but your question personally i've never ever felt that hey you know why am i not there up front uh, we are there when it's required uh, you know we are there in meetings i've i've had the you know i've had the advantage of uh, working with at least for me one of the best business leaders that i had uh, i remember uh, you know whether it was great news or not so great news he always made sure he had the delivery head the finance head and you know the hr head and i was playing that role he would say that he said i won't go into a meeting without the three of you right okay. so whether it's talk about the good things or the not so good things this is the team that goes in together and uh, it was actually through him that i got so much of my whole appreciation for business you know i mean recently when i was talking to him i told him i said if i understand technology if i understand business you know that whole credit actually goes to him that you know he gave me that platform to be able to not be seen as administrative and operational but to be seen as uh, a function and an individual who actually made an impact it does uh, take a lot of vulnerability from the leader to say hey this is my team which did it not just me as a hero who came and did it but it's a, it's a team which did it and that brings a lot of uh, servant leadership to say okay hey uh, this team did it and i'm i'm enabling uh, not just from a functions perspective but Absolutely. also the leader as an enabler so you, when you talk about different cultures right uh, some of the things that are running in my mind is when you work with different geographies i know you have worked with many different geographies right so how has that worked uh, any funny stories there uh, yeah they've uh, so yeah so you know i in my most recent role i uh, you know i've been uh, leading uh, hr for what we call uh, you know the geographies which meant really about 12 different countries uh, globally it's just been an interesting learning for me personally the last 5 years because uh, hr is seen contextually so different based on the country uh, all of my experience so far has been you know large i mean i've been based out of india throughout right so while i while i've managed global roles sitting out of india but my experience of working with leaders has always been someone who's based over here or who's more indian in their entire uh, you know context and cultural context as well or their work context as well it's been uh, it's been very interesting for me i don't know they've been funny stories but they've definitely been a lot of learnings a lot of insight you know right from uh, you know whether it is china or you know from china the philippines uh, you know eastern europe uh, parts of latin america i think hr is just seen so differently in each of these countries So how different uh, can you give some examples on it amrita yeah sure thing uh, guys like i said this is my experience so i don't mean to you know kind of broad brush that for you know the, the entire country so per se oh. yeah like you know when i remember talking to folks in china for them hr is very administrative 
right and i think it just comes from the whole mindset of you know have i got payroll uh, you know did i get my leave that's about it you know and i think that's evolving i can see that in the last 5 years itself of having worked very closely with the country where you know now they're starting to say oh okay i can go to hr to talk about a career right i can talk about what next i just don't need to go and talk about only you know my salary didn't come in time or i wasn't happy with you know my increase and i think that's really from those conversations around career or the higher order needs so to speak are somehow always seen linked only with ops and hr is seen more from execution so for them you know to understand that you know we actually do more we help design we help develop we, you know we can actually talk about helping you unlearn relearn reskill you know so i think those are some interesting conversations for me as well with some of the leadership to say hey you know it's possible you don't need to move jobs or move organizations because you want to do something differently we'll be able to give you that within you know uh, the the current work environment itself from there to uh, moving to you know probably you know other countries in some of the apac regions where hr is seen more as the, the fun <laughs> champion you know someone who is in charge of just making work fun you know or just being available sometimes i think we end up just being everybody sounding board you know i have a problem who do i go to let's go to hr so you know we kind of end up being not the agony aunt thankfully but you know still in some sense at least helping we become the fixer okay okay right and i think that that in itself is huge responsibility because if employees are coming to you to get issues resolved and fixes because they have that innate faith that if i go to this team i know i will come back with a resolution right or a solution and i think at the end of the day if i look at it there is a definitive com- commonality and it's very largely also you know gaitri dependent on what the organization per se creates as you know what does the function stand for and you know like i said you know i've i've been lucky to work with an organization where hr is fairly empowered uh, visible has a seat at the table is not relegated to you know the the basement and below in terms of you know what you need to do so i think in that sense from a function perspective you know people saw us as going to us knowing they can get a fix knowing they can get a solution i also think if i look at the individual cultural context sometimes there was that hesitancy to say can i come you know what will happen like i said you know earlier oh, i have to actually go meet hr because meeting hr in some cultures really meant the end of the road right <laughs> it it doesn't necessarily have a positive connotation so i think those have been uh, you know some of the stories uh, i also think uh, you know in some parts of uh, some of the other countries i've worked with where they themselves culturally probably are evolving as a country themselves right from a, you know moving to a being more liberal in their own thoughts and in the way they work from a let's say more of a communist regime to being more you know open i think there i've seen uh, definitely this culturally where people see hr as being uh, the policeman as being more authoritarian or as you know being in control of all the policies and procedures and processes and if hr says yes then we'll do it if anything you go get approvals so i think for me those are the finer bits that i've kind of you know seen across different countries in terms of how uh, you know hr is viewed internally or at least in in someone's head even though as an organization that's not the culture you're building you know and you're trying to define the function charter very differently but somewhere you know your own personal 
uh, experience kind of comes in the way to how you would as an individual employee just view hr very true in fact i mean uh, when you're speaking right the host hostage uh, model uh, in terms of countries and culture uh, how that uh, all the, all those things come together I, it's a very interesting perspective from where you sit across can you uh, tell me i know you are a very people person you always uh, are very approachable does it uh, have to do with your upbringing i know your family comes from a military background yeah what what that has impact uh, i i think it i think if i look back now you know i think uh, uh, you know looking back uh, maybe it has influenced me in some way right maybe it has i think there are multiple things that have shaped me coming from a defense background uh, you know one got to move every two years because my dad got posted and you know we therefore moved and every time you move you're just meeting new people right you're meeting making friends all over again it's like you know it's like the clock gets reset you know you're just about settling into a school and then you you know you moved every two years uh, luckily for us or you know we we didn't move that often so uh, i think i just i didn't really move school so much but i moved houses within a colony or you know you moved to another area within the defense camp so it is my school was steady but the, the you know friends you made and also people would keep getting posted in and out so you know you just grew up it is i grew up being exposed to just needing to meet people all the time so i personally uh, if you ask me what makes me tick i love people stories right in fact when i was thinking about you know when we had said to you know come on to this podcast and just talk to you and i was saying if i ever had to do this i think i would do a podcast on people and their life stories and their journeys because it is just so fascinating for me and who knows right i might actually build on that at some point in time come back to you for some stories for sure but yeah i think that background helped you know that you know you met with new people and then i grew up in a family where you know my parents were my mom especially is exceptionally involved in the entire community space and you know working with the community so i saw her going out of her way meeting people helping people just empowering them right and i remember something that she told me very early on you know in my life was about this whole thing about you know either you you teach someone to fish right this that whole thing you can either fish if someone's hungry you either provide them with the food or you fish for them and you know you give them that or you teach them to fish and you really enable and empower them and you know skill them for something that they can do lifelong and i think that's somewhere very early on sat in my head and i think that's where my whole thing through people has come from right just just seeing that around me figuring out how do you want to help people uh, you know every time i've uh, talked to someone who's wanted to quit trying to understand why right what's your trigger why do you want to quit what is it you know what is it that you can't get over here that you're getting outside how do we help you so i think that whole stepping out of my comfort zone to help someone to enable them to do better i would think has also come from you know just my whole uh, exposure and experience uh, growing up across uh, multiple countries cities uh, you know that whole thing so nicely put uh, amrita see some of these right you learn early on not just uh, we doing ourselves but also us seeing uh, how the society around us function absolutely absolutely you do it without any expectation that you're doing it i think that sort of karma just comes back to you 
yeah. in in a uh, multiplied fashion fashion if you like so yeah absolutely and and you know you don't realize it that that point of time is why i said right just reflecting back what's made me where i am today it's just so many things that have kind of positively you know just shaped and shaped me to who i am today so even just being approachable uh, i think uh, 30 years back someone might not have said that about me they would have said hey really do we want to talk to her but i've learned that on the job right i've learned to put on my people face right i've learned to put on otherwise i'm actually an introvert could i could sit in a meeting and you wouldn't even know i i was in that room for 5 days but but i have learned on the job to be able to you know step out of my comfort zone to meet people talk to them just be available to help that's that's something that i've learned that is important from a technologist right because from an outside perspective it looks like the number of lines of code or how many issues do you fix but that's that's not who you are you are a human being with your problems with your highs lows motivation so you need that uh, sounding board if you will to mm. go and speak in safety we often talk about psychological safety so much in technology world today but if you think about it even 20 years back that psychological safety was given was in fact given to me saying okay you can safely speak what you want um, by um, the culture that was set up in uh, the organization that i worked with actually uh, you know a telling uh, a tale for uh, from a hr perspective right it, it doesn't happen automatically it doesn't <laughs> yeah i think it's a combination of the individual as well as what the organization also you know just kind of promotes as a culture it can be both so that's uh, like i said for me uh, it's, it's kind of worked very well for me in that sense that i've been with an organization that encouraged you to provide those safe spaces and it's interesting that you talk about safe spaces because in the last 2 uh, 3 years i've been working on you know i've also become an executive coach so i've been coaching a lot of leaders so people who probably started their career journeys around the same time i did and you know just how uh you know life has changed for them and whether it was in technology or in, a, in any other space and that's one of the things that we completely emphasize on that you know you create a safe space for you to just be able to be vulnerable in that space to really talk about what it is that you want to do no judgments past you know no one's going to use that against you and uh, it's been very interesting to just talk to some of these leaders who you know joined the technology industry 20 years back and to see how successful they are and you know if you were to see them from outside you wouldn't actually think that you know some of them came with some of those insecurities uh, of just how to help them deal with it because sometimes it forms a, a ceiling in their head you know it's this invisible factor that they have which says i can't go beyond this right it's like a barrier and helping them kind of cross that and to be able to work through that so that for me has been something that i've been spending a lot of time on in the last you know the last year or two doing a lot of coaching uh, you know with leaders it's it's helped with my own personal growth uh, and hopefully it's helped with the people that i've also you know engaged with very nicely put as a coach right i mean i've been a coach for now 6 years or maybe slightly more than that actually often the coach coachy relationship is a very transformational mm-hmm. while it would look from an external world that this uh, the person who's being coached is the one who's changing but you internally also you have to be changing transforming yourself to make Absolutely. that happen they play such a catalyst role as a coach right you play a catalyst role to say okay the, these feelings that you have is only in your mind it's a mithya 
it's not yeah. really it's a mirage it's not really true it Absolutely. takes a while <laughs> yeah yeah to realize that that barrier is something that only i put up and that barrier is something that actually doesn't exist in the real world so just get through it and it's not going to stop you yeah <laughs> very true amrita i've been having fun in this conversation i know i i, I know that I, 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 we are uh, past our normal time the any final thoughts that you want to share with our listeners uh, amrita so i think uh, you know since this was really about you know me and my journey in hr and you know just giving someone a peek into what does hr actually do besides just chilling in the in the on the hr day i think hr uh, for me is a hugely important function in way of which you actually work with the employees whether knowingly or unknowingly everything that we do whether it's a one on one interaction or whether it is an organization initiative you know and i keep going back to that line and i probably already said it five times but it's for a reason that you're really like the lining right if they if you're wearing this really expensive outfit you've lined it with you know some muslin and then you've got the silk on top but people only see the silk they don't see the lining cloth underneath right and that lining cloth is really the fabric that holds the garment together gives it its shape protects it and all of that and you know i think that's the analogy i want to draw for hr that you don't see us out there in the front uh, very rarely you probably could go through your entire career and not really know who all are there in the hr team but anything and everything that an employee experiences there is an hr touch point it it does create uh, the positive experience that employee faces in the organization and uh, yeah maybe sometimes the not so great ones but i would like to think more the better ones than the not so good ones so so hr is invisible at some point in time because that's how we are meant to be you know highly highly impactful thank you thank you so much uh, for coming on board and lovely to hear you talk about analogies in terms of you know creating that framework or safety net for organization to do and being that employee journey to be as pleasant or as possible yeah. right it's amazing thank you, thank you for thank you so time. much gaitri thank you for having me and you know it was a lovely conversation i can't believe we've already run out of time that was faster than i thought <laughs> We thank Siddharth for the music and Anita for promoting the software people stories. If you like this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast client and spread the word in your network. If you'd like to share your story, contact us at podcast@pm-powerconsulting.com.